Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome back to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here. And uh, today we're going to talk about scaling agency services as well as how to double possibly your lead acceptance rate for small businesses. I've got Sean Clark here of High Level at GoHighLevel.com. Sean, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And um, of course, this is always brought to you by uh, VideoCaseStory.com. You know, one of the best ways to close more deals is through video case stories, not testimonials. You know, testimonials just don't work. If you want to learn how to collect, craft, and us to help you deliver those video case stories, go to VideoCaseStory.com. Sean Clark from High Level. Uh, today, we're going to talk about your SaaS, but thank you for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great to be here. Well, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how agencies can get recurring revenue, how they can help their clients get more business, how small businesses can close more deals using High Level uh, and just using automation. But before we get into that, tell me a little bit about your background in SaaS, because you said you've been in SaaS for a while. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, well, so, I mean, I'm, I'm a software engineer by trade, so I'm kind of, so if I don't sound like a marketer, that's why. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, my first business out of college, we uh, wrote a ton of uh, call center software and stuff, but mostly all focused around small business. And then after that, I went on to found my own SaaS company, my first one uh, in the accounts receivable space, which is super sexy, but helps small businesses <laughs> pass money on past due invoices. So that turned out to be a really uh, cool thing and helped a lot of small business owners not only not go broke, but also uh, make a lot more money in their business. And so that was fun. I grew that to about 1,000 customers off my kitchen table, and that got acquired about five years ago, uh, and then uh, started high level with a partner. And today we serve about 12,000 marketing agencies and 280,000 small businesses. Wow. That's a lot of small businesses. All four uh, agency partners, though, and that's the most important thing about it. Yeah. And, you know, you work with agency partners and, you know, a lot of agencies are trying to uh, grow. And I think one of the best things that everyone's trying to do is recurring revenue. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit before the show, but what are the, you know, let's, before we get into how to do it, you know, I think everyone, the recurring revenue and retainers are sexy, but a lot of people do it. I mean, I've done it the wrong way and make mistakes. What are the keys to, you know, what are the biggest mistakes you see made in recurring revenue? Totally. Um, I think that in general, it's tough. If you're an agency, you approach things from a service perspective, which totally makes sense. I get it. But if you look at the guys who have like the really big retainer amounts, the, like the $5,000 a month kind of retainers, they're targeting the top 10% of any vertical. And that's an incredibly hard place to get into, especially if you don't have a team of 50 employees and you haven't been around for 10 years. And so where I see most agencies run afoul of this is they're going to go in and say, look, it's $1,500 a month plus ad spend. But if you think about most small businesses, just ask yourself the question, what service does that small business pay for every month that's provided by a person, like an actual service that, that is at that amount or higher? And I think 99% of the time, the answer is zero. So yeah. that means you walk in the door proclaiming whatever it is you're going to do, but you're also now charging more than anyone else on their entire expense list. Right from the get-go, I think that puts a big target on your back. And mm. that's why most agencies fail with recurring revenue. It's a price point issue. It's a psychology issue. And I think it has very little to do with results. But I think that's the most important thing to realize. It's not about, can I show them the truth 
it's listen at that price point you're never going to win no matter how hard you try it's just too hard yeah and, and you know because i talked to agencies that are around that price point and it's like 12 18 months max yeah. they're yeah, losing yeah, yeah. their client absolutely this is yeah. this is every day for me yeah and um you know so when it comes to figuring out you know obviously we're going to talk about the software and adding SaaS on but how do you how do you see the best way to figure out what recurring revenue to add on as an agency? Sure. So, I mean, if I, if you were to ask me, look, without any kind of software or technology in the picture, what's the best type of agency to run? The ones I've consistently found to have the highest performance over the long term are always the local digital agency. And when I think about, when I think of a local digital agency, I think of somebody who does two things. One, they are the end-all be-all of marketing for their customer. So they just say, look, if, if it's under the title marketing, where your people simplifies the equation from the business owner's perspective. And they don't have to try to like, you know, go out and tell the business owner, oh, we don't do that. Go out over here or find it someplace else. So one-stop shop, right? Two, they tend to be local focused. And I think what's powerful about this is again, back to why agencies get fired. It's a psychology issue. It's a trust issue. So if you live in the community, you drive down every so often and bring me a box of donuts or come say hi, whatever, right? I think there's some magic in that. And mm -hmm. so I feel like the lowest churn always happens at the local agency level, which really flies in the face of a lot of coaches and specializations and so forth and so on. But that has been my on the ground experience working with thousands of agencies. Wow. Yeah. And you're working with 12, what, what how many agencies? 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, yeah. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, and you're seeing a lot of that. And, and you know, it's interesting because people do want that it, because it's such this nebulous thing, right? that marketing is such this thing that like, I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not sure who it is. They want to see someone. Uh, yeah, did, absolutely. Did you see that change at all throughout COVID or did it increase? Well, I mean, okay. So the really positive thing about COVID, um, if there is one, is that it hyper accelerated the adoption of digital technology for small business. And in fact, if you go to Google Trends right now and you search digital marketing agency, you will find, in fact, I might as well start sharing my screen now, uh, but if if you do digital marketing agency and you go back um, since Google started actually tracking it, you're looking at all time highs for this term, right? Yeah. This is representative of COVID hyper accelerating this trend. In fact, you can see this also. It's really interesting. If you know anything about Google Trends, you'll know that three terms and two terms often never overlap. And yet yeah. here you are, SEO agency overlapping digital marketing agency, right? Wow. And so this, this is where demand is at all time highs. For this type of service. So it's a great time to be an agency. That's exactly what the state approves. And COVID is 100% responsible for that. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Because, you know, it's funny, you know, because we used to be number one for like SEO agency in 2009. And no one searched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah, it wasn't a thing that in fact, the, you know, the, da the data proves it, right? I mean, you're, you're way down, you're down here, you're before your time, right? Yeah, oh, no, I'm mean, way back, 2009. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> oh, that's 19. Oh, whoa, sorry, yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah, see, I don't even know what digital marketing was, let alone, yeah. They're, no. you're, I mean, you're probably competing against postcards and newspaper ads at that point. Yeah, the yellow pages. People, I mean, yeah. I, literally, yeah, yeah. I literally had people say, you know, the internet, is that thing still around? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, it's still growing. It, it's still growing, it's still here. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, it, small, you know, we've got a local agency and mm -hmm. they're trying to do everything. I think that's a tough thing for a local agency to do is to Don't try and, 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 you know, try and do everything where, you know, where should they stop and where should they start looking at something like this? What, what's their highest leverage point 
um, yes. and sign the service. Well, I mean, when I talk to agencies, so there's, I sort of think of it in two buckets, right? So I yeah. think of local digital agency and that person says to me, I never lose a client, but if I wanted to double my number of clients, I'd have to double my staff and it cost me a lot of money and it take me a lot of time. And I'm just looking for a way to make more money without having to do that. Like that's bucket one. The other bucket is, look, I am more of a lead gen agency or I'm more of a specialized agency. I'm do, maybe I'm just doing Facebook ads or I'm just doing SEO or you know whatever, but I'm doing it nationally and I'm not really focused necessarily local. Those folks would say to me, I have a, I'm, I have a much bigger market to attack, but my churn rates are a lot higher, right? And the nice thing is the solution for both buckets is always the same, which is you need to sell your clients something that is a lower price point that's technology enabled, that basically runs itself, that allows you to consistently create recurring revenue with them for years and years and years and years to come, where if the services ebb and the services flow, it doesn't matter what happens. And again, if you're the local digital agency, that just means this is more that you could sell your client that they're gonna buy. Because most local digital agencies will say, look, I've sold them everything already. I don't really know. They won't buy anything else, right? They've already bought marketing. So they feel like yeah. they're done there. And then the, the guys with the high churn rates, you know, they're just rolling through clients like crazy. And I always say, look, you know, if how many clients did you lose this year? And, you know, maybe it's 20, maybe it's 50. And I say, well, what if all of them are still paying you 300 bucks a month for a software-based marketing product? And how much money would that be? And they're like, oh my God. And then I think, and then I say, well, think back five years. <laughs> and they're like, holy cow. Right. And this has become such a reality for a lot of agencies. And so we know it's a big winner for both of those camps. Yeah. And it, it's, it's so smart to do it this way. You know, where do you see, you know, how does someone now implement this? How sure. do they go about, you know, deciding how to implement? Do you hire new people? How do you test it out? How do you go and sell it without investing a hundred thousand dollars? Sure, absolutely. So, I mean, if we think about most software products today, and I'll pull up high level just to get started, but you think about most software products today, here's how they're positioned, right? So you as an agency are sort of in this weird boat where you know you need, your client needs software tools, you need software tools, and you're going to have to go out and buy someone else's stuff. And when you're using it internally, that's probably okay, I guess, but you know, you got to, you're sort of gluing them together with Zapier. That's one challenge. And then if you're using them with your clients, you're going out and trying to sort of like show your client someone else's product. And then eventually, if you've ever had somebody say, you know, we're going to pause our service, but we're going to keep our subscription with XYZ software product you introduced us to, that's where the, where the zinger comes in, where they think that somehow that software product is doing the work that your agency is actually doing. And you're and now all of a sudden you're not getting credit. In fact, even worse, you're losing your client and that software company moves on with that customer forevermore. That's what we kind of came into the world to solve for. And that's why high level is significantly different than all the other products out there, right? So, you know, we talk about, well, we only serve agencies and so forth, but the most important thing that we do is we white label our product. So as, it, for, as to agency partners, like this is an example on my screen here is Law Hustle, they're a marketing agency. You can see, look, it's their URL, it's their login screen, it's their logo all over the place. There's no high level here, right? Or if you go onto your iPhone right now and you Google Law Hustle, it's their mobile app on the iPhone and Android uh, and, and the iPad. There's no high level here, right? So the idea is how do we take these technology tools and put them in the hands of the agency such that their clients continue to see the value, not only of the service, but of the technology all through the lens of the agency. And at no point do they believe that somehow some other third-party software is actually doing all the work when in reality, we know it's not, right? That's what's important. Gotcha. And 
So, yeah, I mean, this is great. Is this something, you know, because here's the problem I've, I've seen in the past is, you know, as an agency owner, I have to go figure this out. I have to implement it. I, you know, and then I have to service it or I have to find someone else that understands how to service it. Is that, is that the process here? You know, because well, there's two ways to look at it. So what we did first and foremost is we took all the tools agency owners need and we put them into one platform. So think about your active campaigns, your HubSpots, your Calendly's, your schedule onces, your click funnels, your whatever it is. We put them all in the same spot. So all those same tools are in this one space. And what I mean by that is we replicated all those tool sets. So if you want to do email marketing, if you want to do build a funnel, if you want to build a website, chat, two-way texting, on and on and on, it's all here. There's a gajillion feature. So first and foremost, we replace the current stack the agency is using. So if nothing else, you'll save money and you'll simplify your agency life. So that's step one. And then step two is from here, you get to choose what your clients see and what your clients don't see. So you can see here, this left menu is gargantuan, but a lot of these tools are really agency specific tools, but you might want your client to come in here and do just one thing. So for example, you might want them to come in here and just do two-way texting conversations or two-way conversations in general with their customers. You can give them access to just this one thing. So the training you're talking about is super minimized, but you're focusing them on doing something that quite honestly, you as an agency can't do. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And, you know, and there, there's a ton of tools on here. But I think one of the biggest things for a marketing agency is to help people with follow-up, right? I mean, that's, you know, because most of us work on traffic and leads. Yep. But most small businesses are really, really bad at follow-up. How do you introduce that conversation to yeah. someone like, hey, you're, yeah, we got you 70 leads. I know you say the leads are crap, but maybe we should try following up better. Well, and, and I think that's the problem. So the first thing is visibility, right? So first of all, I think that's where most agencies run into that first issue. It's like, well, I gave you the leads. What did you do with them? And I think that, you know, the, the, the most honest customers say, well, I did nothing, which that's a good start, but it doesn't solve the problem. And then, and then I would say that the, the average customer says, well, like, you know, I called them and I, and I sent them emails and I did this and I did that, but they just never, you know, converted. So that's how I know they're bad. So first and foremost, as an agency, did that happen? You need visibility, right? So having a system like this, where you can look and see like, oh, this person wrote in and said, hi, is it possible I could speak with you before the hearing on the 13th, which they literally just did the second while we're sitting here. And then you can watch how long does that take for your clients to come back. But what you'll find, I don't care how long you stare at it, is way too long is the answer, right? And yeah. so the key is automation. And so what we, what we really started life doing and we still do as our core function for our customers is when you're generating these leads, what do we know? We know that if we look at the MIT lead study, what we're gonna see is really simple. We've all seen this study in one way or another. Oh, look at that. They just ranked higher for it. That's, that's pretty impressive. Is <laughs> that if you look at this study, they found that if you follow up with a lead within the first five minutes, the likelihood of close goes way up. It's like 80%. And then if you don't close off that first contact point, it then becomes a horse race. Who follows up the most with the lead the longest that person always wins. It's just that simple. So if you can automate that process, that's how you're going to turn leads into customers, which quite honestly is exactly what your customers want to begin with. So if you look at this, what we're doing, right, is when a lead comes in, we're automatically texting them. We're automatically emailing them. We're doing a force dial, which is this is that thing, you know, where it's like you want your customer to immediately pick up the phone when a new lead comes in and call them really quickly and they don't ever do it. This fixes that because what we're doing here is we're calling the customer, the agency customer, and when they pick up, we're going to play a, a message. Hey, you've got a new lead named Bob. Press any key to connect. And if they hit the key, 
we'll dial out to the lead. And then if the lead picks up, we'll join the call together. So you're forcing your customer to make that call. You always wish they would, but now we're using automation to do it. Love it. And, you know, and you're showing me to, you know, texting. And I think that text marketing has obviously gotten a bad name recently because it's just overused. I think a lot of people do it the wrong way. You're seeing a lot of people use text marketing. What are you seeing as best practices in text marketing? Oh, I mean, this is super simple. And the good news here is actually there's a lot of regulation coming down to support great marketers. So really at the end of the day, it's a super, it's a kind of the same role as you would for email, right? Like don't text something people don't want. And generally what that means <laughs> is, you know, text in response to an action. And generally that action should be pretty like visceral, like opt-in to an ad, for example, an opt-in to an offer of some kind, or, you know, really in response to something where that customer's raising their hand saying, yeah, I really would like someone to contact me where people really, I think run into problems is they just buy lists and they send out mass messages and they send out just total garbage to random people. That's where I think text marketing gets in trouble. Um, the good news though, is there's a new regulation that is literally rolling out by the end of this year where if as a company you do that, you that that reputation will come back not to the phone number you're using, so you can just drop it, move on, but to your actual EIN or your SSN, so that way you get you're kind of burned for life if you mess up. So it's really going to combat a lot of the spammy marketers that are currently using those techniques. Um, yeah, and that's that's great for text marketing in general if you're doing it the right way. And so you know. As far as like responding, what do you find is the optimal number of text responses, the optimal number of times you should text or email because once a lead comes in, because that's what I hear from all the people is like, I don't want to bother my leads. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the answer is is really limitless um, You because here's the way you should do it. So the way we're set up basically is we're trying to start a conversation. So we're saying, look, Hi, uh, you know, Bob, this is Sean, our attorney from Visionary Law Group. Do you have time for a free consultation today? And again, this is sent out in response to an opt-in. So this person is looking for an attorney. And the idea here is, if you see, they're sending a text immediately. They're sending a text again three hours later. And then they roll to another campaign. And the idea here is they just back off slowly. But once a day, for someone who has raised their hand and said, hey, I'm interested, that's great because what happens here is simple. As soon as they text back, the campaign stops. So this isn't like if you have 50 texts scheduled, they're getting 50, they're going to get one if that's as many as it takes for them to respond. And again, do you want to have, do you have time to offer for a consultation today? Super important. Yes, no questions. Humans are really good at it, right? And then most businesses, you want an appointment, right? So either you're coming to me, I'm coming to you, or we're going to meet in the middle, right? And so what we have in high level is full free, full scheduling and booking, and we automate that whole process. So the idea here is I text that, hey, do you have time for a free consultation today? That person says, sure, that sounds good. The system knows that's positive. And then we say, great, here's a link to our calendar, grab a time that works for you. And now we're booking people into the calendar, putting them on the attorney's calendar with, with zero human intervention. That is where the key and the magic really comes in. And, you know, so yeah, you get dropped out of a campaign, right? And, yep. and now, but also, I still feel like, you know, and I could be wrong, but we should be educating our potential clients. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what types of campaigns are you seeing that marketers should implement for their clients to keep, you know, to build the value? 
And oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that even like even these folks, even on the inbound attack here, as it were, they're they're also sending emails along with it, right? And they're and they're trying to get this person educated to the flow. And in fact, as they move along here, what they'll do is they'll actually move this person over into another campaign. And it's, these are always drip sequences. So they're also par parceling in emails, talking about case studies, talking about the pro the process in this case, which is important if you are going through workers' comp, because who the heck's ever sued their employer and how does that all work? And you know, they're probably very concerned about the process. And so I think in general, it's putting this all together, right? So it's not just sending text, it's obviously sending really nice looking HTML email campaigns off to people so that they know to, oh, I, I forgot to, I, I broke my browser here, but they know about what it is that you do apart from just trying to get you to take action. So having those really good branding campaigns and I think is just critical. Yeah. And I, and I agree completely. And you mentioned, you talked about something and we talked about a little before the show, but you said case studies, you know, we talk about video case stories. Yeah. Um, what are the best ways to be delivering those to potential clients? I've seen it done lots of different ways. I mean, we have uh, in the mobile app, we, you, you can actually do one of those live video things where you can do like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, which I think works good. I mean, every a couple of things. One, I think it's industry specific, right? So every industry is different, you know, and I think, but I think you can deliver them via text. I think you deliver them via email. Um, I think email is nice because it gives like a little bit broader context. It can be a little bit more informational. Um, but again, I think that you can deliver them in almost any medium. I think it's just about trying to figure out what works for you. Um, we even see people do things like build full-on memberships because we have a membership builder, certainly like Kajabi if you're familiar with that. And so some people, if it's a really big process, they'll go in and create a whole membership uh, uh, course around it, even if it's free just to help people kind of learn something. Hmm. So it just really depends on how big of a deal this is. Nice, nice. And you know, when, when I'm trying to scope, like we talked about this before, like, okay, this is great. I want to start implementing this for my clients. I want to start adding revenue. You know, like how would I state, how should an agency stage this out and roll out? So the very first thing we say is, look, don't try to jump to the end. Just come in here and start doing the things you already do today. So, you know, you, you name it, we, we replace it. So if you're, if you're telling me, oh, you know, I'm a, uh, I, I build a lot of funnels. Well, cool. Great. Here you go. Here's your drag and drop funnel builder, all ready to go. Everything you would expect, custom, custom domains, all that, all that good stuff. Oh, you know, I'm a, you know, I do a lot of workflow building. You know, I'm a HubSpot user, an active campaign user. Great. Well, here you go. Here's your workflow replacement, right? Oh, I do a lot of email marketing, et cetera. We have all these tools in the system. So the first thing to do is just come in here and do the things you're already doing and start using them the same way you're already using them today. That's the easiest way because it saves money, it simplifies things, the system is multi-tenant by design. So you can add all of your customers in one spot, manage them from one place, all that good stuff. So that's sort of step one, right? And it's really about creating value in immediately for yourself. And then from there, it's really about, okay, what's that easy next step? And oftentimes that easy next step is, okay, well, let me start generating leads let me bring the leads into the system and set up a super basic flow. So like this one right here is the appointment flow. So it's, hey, look, when a new lead comes in, we're gonna send out a text that says, hey, is it a good time to book? We're gonna wait for the person to respond. We're gonna, and if they did respond, we're gonna see, is the response positive? And if the response is positive, we're gonna send them the calendar link. This is a pre-built workflow that you can add in for any client with literally a couple clicks. It's already built for you. You don't have to, define it yourself. It's down here in the recipe list. And right there, that one workflow for almost any business 
is dynamite because now we're putting people on a calendar without the customer having to remember to follow up. And as an agency, you can show a lot of value fairly quickly off that flow. Yep. And you know, it's interesting. I, I think that these appointment follow-ups are great ways to also build value. What are some of the ways that, you know, an appointment follow-up besides making sure they show up to the appointment, can you be building value? Well, so, the, so there's all kinds of stuff. So A, if they don't show up, you can automate the reschedule flow, right? You can, um, you can give your customer a heck of a lot of data about what's going on. Hey, look, this is what we're doing for you. We're booking 41 people, 28 are confirmed, nine of them showed, three of them no-showed, one of them canceled, right? This, is a, this has a lot to do with money collected, right? Because as a plumber, a lawyer, a dentist, a doctor, it doesn't matter if you don't show up or I don't, you know, you're not there when I get to your house, there's no money, right? So this is an incredibly valuable way for you to go in and actually show them that you're doing that. And then the way we do it on our side is we want to track the revenue. So for us, it's, hey, here's, let's show the customer all the opportunities we're bringing in. Let's show them where in the pipeline they are. And then when those people transact, what we want to do is we want to take that revenue and attribute to our work. So in this case, we're saying, look, Mr. Attorney, we got you 483 opportunities worth almost a million dollars, 950,000 bucks. You're, you close 7%. That's $68,000 that we've made you. So if we don't have to talk about any complex marketing stuff, just know that we just made you a lot of money and that's probably all you care about. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, that's awesome. So, you know, we also talked about at the beginning of the show using Google, my business and how to very quickly possibly double the leads that they close from Google, my business. Tell oh, yeah. me about how, you know, what's going on there. Let's, let's quickly yeah, yeah, yeah. explain what <clears throat> happens usually in Google, my business. So there's, a, there's some really cool stuff happening here. So first of all, um, one of the biggest things I wanted to highlight here is if anybody hasn't seen this is Google business messaging. So this is literally the ability to turn on chat for your customers. And this is a huge, huge, huge deal in, in local. So if you think about Google to date, right, what do you do? You, you go, you search, you, rev you read the reviews, and then you leave, right? You call the business. You, uh, you, uh, you know, you might go to their website, but you leave Google fundamentally. And so ultimately Google has decided they, they want to stop that. They want people to start interacting with businesses directly through the Google My Business account. And that's what Google business messaging is about. We're in a beta with Google right now. And all of these messages flow in a high level. So something, if you haven't wow. seen it, really, really, really powerful. It's really Google saying, Yelp, you're done for. Angie's list, you're going down. Home advisor, see you later. That's what this is all about. So just a heads up there. Second, the other big thing is how many of you have customers who, when the when a lead calls in, somebody goes to their Google My Business page, they call in, they don't pick up the phone. Heck, how many of us as consumers have called a small business and had the, the small business not pick up? Everybody, right? Yeah, so everybody. What if when you called this number and they didn't pick up the phone, instead you got a text and that text said something useful like, "Hey, sorry, we're on the other line. Would love to get, would love to help you. Um, do you need to book an appointment? Something like that." So we call that Google My Business Miss Call Text Back. It's super easy. It's uh, it's literally connecting the Google My Business account. We have it already right here in the system. And basically, it's it's simple. Every time someone calls in, if your customer misses the call, we're going to text that person back, and we're going to keep them from calling the next one down the line, right? And give your customer a shot at actually taking that missed call and turning it into a new customer. And because of the automation, even if they're not there to take the text, you can actually move that person down the line and get them where they need to be, whether that's a booked appointment, 
more information, et cetera, all set up to the automation. Wow. That's super, super powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And it's killing it. I mean, we're, I'm going to be, I'm on, I'm on the Google <laughs> business messaging, uh, uh, Google group thing with the Google employees tomorrow to talk all about this because we're, they're seeing such huge results from it. They're wondering what the heck we're doing over here, but what we're doing is really simple. We're, we're, we're getting people who would have otherwise called the next plumber, lawyer, dentist, doctor down the line to stop searching and to start talking and then transacting with your customer. And right there, that one feature, I'm telling you, easily pays your bill for a month. Yeah, for sure. That is fantastic. And yeah, and it just shows so much value, doesn't it, to your clients? I totally agree. It, it takes about five minutes to set up and there's not a single local business that couldn't benefit from it. No, not at all. Well, that's amazing. Amazing, Sean. So, uh, and that's great advice. So we'll put a link down below. If someone wants to sign up for high level, we'll put, if you're in the show notes, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll put it down below. So Sean, you know, we didn't talk about this before and I'm, I'm kind of bum rushing you with this, but you've been in SAS long enough. Uh, you know, this season of the garlic marketing show is all about stories. I'm a storyteller. I love stories. And, you know, it's fun to talk about like what's working now, but we've all had crazy marketing stories, things that failed, things that worked when we didn't expect them to, things that are just completely weird. Um, you know, I'm asking you now off the top of your head, has any story popped to your head that was like, oh man, I can't believe that happened. It's back in, especially, I mean, answer, answering search. That's, that's my whole life in a nutshell. <laughs> my last SaaS company was called Invoice Sherpa. And it literally automated reminders out on past due invoices, right? But the way that happened was I wrote this whole software app that was going to remind people uh, to, to like, it was an appointment reminder system. And I remember going to a, like a SaaS meetup with like this really um, cool founder dude who I was like, you know, I was in awe of and he was like going to be there and he gave a speech. And then I ran up to him at the end and I was like, hey, 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 dude, um, here's what I want to do. And, and he's like, he looked at me and he's like, that's a terrible idea. God, like 10 other people have already done that. Oh my God, you got to think of something else, man. And it just crushed my soul because I had spent like <laughs> six months writing the software and everything else. And then literally that night I sat down with um, like my wife and, and, and some family friends who are accountants and I was bemoaning how horrible it is and how crushed I was and how my life was over. And they said, you know, uh, reminding people to go to appointments, that's interesting. You know, we have a lot of people whose invoices go past due and businesses go broke over it. What if you reminded people that they needed to pay past due invoices for different small businesses? And of course, I was like, well, that's stupid. But then I was like, <laughs> oh, well, I got nothing else to do. I'll just try it. And boom, there you go. That was my entire company right there. It took off like a rocket because so many businesses were going bankrupt over the simple fact that people weren't paying on time. Same thing with high level, by the way. When we first came out, I was like, we're selling this thing to small businesses. And I literally got a, I, you know, we were, we were starting up and small businesses were liking it, but they kept canceling all the time. Couldn't figure out why. Got a call from a marketing agency one day and they were like, hey, we want to check out your product. My first thing I said was, why the heck would I talk to this idiot? He's not even paying me any money. How's, he's not even my customer. <laughs> On the phone, turns out marketing agencies are the secret sauce behind all small business success. And without that phone call, I would have never built high level. So those are the stories that have built built my life. And I love that. Those are, yeah, that's great stories because you listened to what was going on and you adapted instead of going, oh, I'm, I'm starting all over. It's, yeah. it's so important. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Sean, thanks for that story. And yeah. thanks for being on. What's the best way if someone wants to follow you? Where should they go to find uh, you? You can hit me up on Facebook and go check out gohighlevel.com. We have a uh, 15,000 people in our Facebook group, but you can't join unless you're a customer. But 
I would recommend if you get there, it's an amazing group of people. You have the best marketers um, really on the planet, to be honest, in that Facebook group. So either way, however you find me, you can find me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the Garlic Marketing Show, thanks Sean. Thanks for having us. And uh, thank you all for taking Sean and I on your journey. This has been Iron Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it will make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.